quiet and good order will be maintained in our city to the best of our ability. Riots, melees, and disturbances of the peace are against the interest of all our people and therefore cannot be permitted. Interrupt this program to bring you on behalf of the United States government. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Stand by, I'll be right there. Now, here comes the music. Sorrow, waste on the shelf, dry 
hell yes. It is the best of everything STL Beyond FM. Fragile Porcelain Mice, course concept of grief. Reason why I'm playing Fragile Porcelain Mice for startup is because we're in Belleville, which happens to be the home of Fragile Porcelain Mice. Did you know that, Rustin? I did not. You did not know that, yes. They used to uh, kind of start out at 313 right down the street, which is, coincidentally enough, the last place that my band played at. We did a reunion show there back, I don't know, 99, something like that. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's why I played it. Other than the fact that Fragile's probably my favorite band, so <laughs> it's all right. Good evening, Rustin. How are you? A little cold. A little cold, and I, and I told you outside that you brought North Dakota with you. Oh, yeah. How was your trip? Uh, I mean, other than being frustrated at work trying to fix a plane that just didn't want to be fixed, uh, you know, got to, you know, go around and, and see all the different uh, breweries and bars and tap houses there and, you know, the the delicacies, which yeah. is, I still didn't find. You know, St. Louis has, you know, toasted rav and, oh, yeah. you know, pizza. What is what is North Dakota known uh, for? <laughs> I, I was there for almost a week, and I didn't find it out. So. No, did you ask anybody? Like, well, we don't know. Um, every every place had a different answer. Like, they, it was their food that they had, of course. You know, they're trying to sell their yeah. food. Our, fo- our food is famous for in North Dakota. Yeah. Nobody else. Oh, I was hoping for a bison burger, and I didn't end up finding one, but it was pretty disappointing. Now, are the people in North Dakota, like, just as nice as the people in Minnesota? Like, they, supposedly, they sound about like, the same. Like, Minnesota is supposed to be, like, the nicest people ever, like people in Minnesota. Um, I mean, they were pretty pretty nice. I, I mean, the Midwest is pretty much known for nice people, too. So, I mean, it's... Pretty much. I mean, is in Minnesota, like, basically southern Canada? <laughs> I mean, it, it sounded Canada. like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't you know? <laughs> so yeah, I was up there long enough. I started talking like him, so it was good. It was come good to come back. Saying, Take off a eh? yeah. all that. <laughs> a lot of long O's. Everything you know, a boot and snow and foam. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it's it, it's a different world up there. You know, much like when I was in Alaska. You know, people don't understand how someone can live through a winter like that because you know we're out shopping one day and. Uh, you know, it's 34, 35, I think, which to them is like a heat wave. So people are walking around in shorts and T-shirts and, uh, you know, slides. Uh, and you still got snow on the ground. So, it, you know, it kind of brought me back a little bit. Made you feel weak and inferior. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I've definitely uh, unclimatized myself from Alaska. So I'm a big weenie now when it comes to cold. Yeah. Well, uh, another reason why we were in Belleville... And you speaking of, uh, you know, uh, beer and stuff like that, where are we at tonight? We are at Shoehorn Brewing. Do you know the address? Because I do. You which do? Which is surprising. <laughs> 227 <laughs> East Main. That's right? incorrect. That is it. 225. That's 225. 225. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, I was close. Yeah. I mean, you would have guessed You would have seen yeah. it. <laughs> 227 is a big like piece of concrete. I mean, they would figure it out. There's Wasn't there? It was also a show in the yeah, 80s. That's what, <laughs> I was getting ready to say <laughs> 227 was a show, wasn't it? Yeah. So we're going to be uh, talking with Mike, the owner of Shoehorn Brewing, in a little bit. Um, and we are looking forward to that. And uh, just a reminder, speaking of Shoehorn Brewing, uh, we are going to, because he's been nice enough to sponsor our, our big event coming on next Saturday. 
at, down at Spaces, which is about a uh, block down, next yep. corner down. And uh, we're going to have uh, DJ Moff spinning some tunes, and we're going to have a little thrift store party. And if you uh, can put yourself together a nice thrift store outfit, you could win cash. Is that correct? Yeah, everybody. Everybody loves can, cash, am, right? Am I eligible? No, I'm not eligible. Yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think that'd so. be fair. I'm not, I'm not eligible. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's only $5 to get in, and it's going to be pretty pretty damn cool, I think. And it's it's, it's getting a lot of traction. More, uh, I'm, I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I really didn't have a whole lot of faith in like, Facebook like ads. That, yeah, I know. Like but, people uh, are like, it, don't know us is we're like hey i can't wait to go we're like who, who I mean, are you <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a double double-sided win for us you know you get people that are interested in the event and then of course you know i've had people you know comment like hey what's this beyond fm thing about or whatever so i mean it's gotten us interest as well as well as the brewery i hope so so i mean it's a three-way win i think so yeah and you know if uh Everybody that says they're going to go shows up, and then, you know, they tell three or four of their friends, hopefully this thing will be a, a pretty big thing. So. Yes, because we would not only like to bring more events to spaces, but also we would like to, uh, you know, make our little dent in Belleville and bring in some original acts that they're uh, lacking out here. Yeah. Think, yeah, it'll change the culture out here, hopefully. So Hope so. So we'll uh, we'll come back and uh, we'll do a little bit of a concert calendar. We got some some stuff coming up besides the stuff that we got going on too, and we like to support that. And um, so, but first we'll we'll play some new music. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, looks like our friends in Cabo released something on Friday, and it is called Dizzy, and we're going to check it out now. And it's on Beyond FM.
Guys playing Diamond Music Hall on February 11th, along with some band called Modern Day Zero and uh, our good friends in Outrun the Fall and another local band. We don't talk about that other one. But um, yeah, uh, February 11th, Diamond Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now. Should be a killer show. Uh, and speaking of other killer shows, we're going to bring some up. Even though I did not get a chance to update the uh, concert calendar because I'm lazy. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. I just didn't have time. But Blame it on the hack. So, so there are some big shows coming up, uh, including uh, the Radke Show in uh, February, along with uh, Bruiser Queen, the Mini Color Death, and the Haddonfields. I just don't remember the date, but it is at Red Flag, and it is February. It's like 4th or something like that. And then uh, the Story of the Year show, uh, along with uh, Jumpsuit Apparatus and Fightback Mountain, which Fightback Mountain is one of my <laughs> favorite bands in, in St. Louis right now. Um, so, And that's in March, like March 11th or something like that. But uh, the rest of them I, I kind of have. Um, so tomorrow night, uh, which would be January 20th, uh, at the sinkhole, uh, Killing Fever with Soft Crisis and the Manus Brothers, which that, that is a, a kind of a flip-flop kind of show bluesy uh, killing fever is like super like i don't i'm gonna say heavy but man they're just like that bass tone that they have is so deep love them um the 27th at blueberry hill duck room our friend shaylin rolf is playing and then of course uh, january 28th spaces in belleville dj mouse thrift party uh presented by beyond fm and shoehorn brewing uh five dollar cover cash prizes for the best thrift shop outfit and a lot more fun than that but that, that's that's the uh, the uh, bullet points that we bring up. The rest of it is in, encased in between lines there. But we're going to have fun that night. Um, and also a, a, pre, a pre-party here from, what, 7 to 9? 7 to 9. And who we got playing? We, we got, got some live music? Yeah, we got uh, St. Louis's own Kevin Babb. He's uh, really talented. I can't wait for everybody to get to sit down and listen to him play. So, and, and while we're, while I'm thinking about it and I'll ask Mike right now, because, um, we really, Mike really doesn't have food choices yet. So like that night, would you be able to like go like down the street and buy something and eat it here and drink here? No, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> Damn man. Cause I was going to bring food. <laughs> no, no, please pack a sandwich. Whatever you want to do. Uh, we are totally open for people bringing food from home, from around here, from elsewhere. It doesn't matter. Bring cool. some to eat. We do have snacks. Uh, but they are straight up snacks. They're not a meal. Gotcha. So if you're a meal store guy, gal, bring a meal. All right. I'm going to have my mom make some cookies. There you go. Ooh, be nice. Up. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday, February 4th, uh, Friends and in Interpersonal with Open Books, A Living Hell, and The Produce Isle are going to be at the sinkhole. And then um, Frost Night 2023, February 11th at Pops, uh, featuring uh, Frost Money, of course, and a whole slew of uh, entertainment. And uh, tickets are $10. And I brought this up earlier in a, in a conversation this week, and I'm like, that's a, that's a little wild. I've never heard of that. $10 advance, 20 at the door. So it's like double if you don't get them in advance. That's that's a smart move. I mean, it is. Us. Buy your tickets. You yeah, get, get two for the early. price of the day of the show. Yeah. Uh, also, the same, like I said, the same night uh, at Diamond Music Hall, Modern Day Zero, Outrun the Fall, and They Rise, and um, and another band that I won't mention because we don't like them. Um, not that I, not that their music's bad. It's just they're assholes. I'll just say it out loud. <laughs> but uh, it, what's cool is Scott Davis. Uh, who plays for Modern Day Zero also plays in And They Rise. So the, and it's like And They Rise's first 
show, and it's Modern Day Zero's first show since like 2017 or something like that. Yeah, so, and Point Fest was the last time they played. Yeah, so that, that that place is going to be jumping. And then uh, February 17th, our friends at, uh, in the Richter is going to be playing Blueberry Hill Duck Room. Uh, February 19th, which is a Sunday, Wes Hoffman and Friends, Tom Thanks, Bad Planning, Inner City Witches, and Wise Disguise at the Sinkhole. And then what do we got going on March 25th? We got something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. Oh, so we got uh, Lalani Kilgore from uh, Nashville, uh, blues guitarist. Uh, if you guys get a chance to check her out, do it. She rips. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited, not only obviously as a promoter and, and good for us for the radio station, but uh, just as a fan, like, I uh, just, I she's going to tear that place down. Yeah, so. and I can't, I mean, I really can't wait. Hopefully, I mean, not, not just for successful for us for that show, but I really want us to be able to utilize that, that theater later on in life, so hopefully it's a, a good turnout and good situation overall for everybody and that way but like they would just open the doors to us and say hey just book shows left and right if you yeah want. i mean it's, it's a beautiful a, place it's an awesome place and, and you know if, if y'all haven't been to collinsville yet um i mean there's plenty of stuff to do around downtown before the show too so yep. um and i mean the, the venue itself is beautiful i I hope this is the first of many shows that we put in that place and 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 this partnership becomes pretty successful because um, you know, there's not a whole lot of other historic venues uh, quite like this one. Yeah, and it, it, it looks like it'd be a really good setup for some really, really good shows. I mean, like, I'm talking, like, kind of pageant quality shows. You know yeah. what I mean? Not just, you know, your local bar. I mean, it's going to be like, it's a, it's a venue venue, you know. I mean, it's a movie theater, but it still right. can be utilized for plays and everything else. So, I mean, it could easily be... You know something great for this side of the river in Collinsville. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I mean, it's got a nearly a four hundred person capacity right now, and that's not even including the balcony that they're they're finishing up. You know, they're trying to get that up to code and everything. So, I mean, like I said, um, future's pretty bright for that place, and you know, we'll we'll be one of the first big shows in there. And it makes it nice because we're right across the street. So can't wait. It'll <laughs> be fun. So we also uh, we had the the Manis Brothers. Yep. And Shades and Blue. And Shades and Blue, which those two themselves can be on their own show. Yeah. So I mean, they're two super talented groups. What a great show for blues and blues rock. So it's going to be fantastic. And and we'll we'll after next week we'll start pushing it really hard. It's just we we just be kind of soft pushing it right now, just because we're kind of so concentrated on the DJ Moff gig, mm-hmm. which is going to be fun. But after that, man, we're we're going to be pushing that hard. So um, let's take another small break, and uh, we're going to play something new from Sleepaway. If that's cool with you, I know those guys are still looking for a bass player, and I think they're just going to you know say screw it and then uh, just hook up their rig, kind of like you know. Uh, some guy guitar players do where it just runs the bass line through it and and, and just go for it. Yeah, because bass players are hard to get. Yeah, I don't know if you saw their uh, was it Instagram. I think they were messing around with the you know obviously you got to figure out how this all works. So um, you know he, he was messing around with the uh, the bass and guitar at the same time. So yeah, it, I mean, it's done. I mean, it, local H does it. Local so. H does it. <laughs> you know, on, on opposite way. You know, uh, Royal Blood does it. 
you know, yep. to be say so it, it can be possible. So and you can have a lot of success with it. So we're gonna enjoy something new from them and it's called Steel Tramp and it's on Beyond FM.
This is the best of everything STL. This is Beyond FM 24-7, St. Louis. of everything STL beyond FM. That's a band that I miss. I wish they would. I don't know what they're doing, but they're a good band. Yeah, I mean, they. last time I saw them, they were a completely different band. 
than the two years that I saw. Yeah, and I, I, I back when I was on interning at the Viper, um, you know, uh, we had open mic nights uh, every Wednesday or whatever, Thursday or whatever it was, and they, I remember them coming up, you know, being. 15 years old like can we play a few songs and like yeah sure and they get up there and rip it you know and you're like damn and then they started you know releasing material and stuff and, it, and it's good but I was like man I cannot wait until you know I always said I cannot wait till they're like 25 26 after they've had their heart broken or you know you know maybe they don't have any money in the bank account or something like that where their writing their writing gets deeper and deeper because the musicianship was there it's just I wanted to see their lyrics get a little bit better and stuff but and they're getting there so hopefully we see something from them in the future you know I know they had some guitar player problems and 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 now they're back but we'll see Anyway, uh, we're celebrating tonight that we're uh, uh, live, broadcasting live from Belleville, which is the first time we've done that. And we're at Shoehorn Brewing and hanging out with Mike. How are you? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? I am doing good. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. All right. And uh, so we'll, let's just dive into it. And, and I know, talking off air, that you're not originally from St. Louis, correct? That's right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a veteran. So I got out um, not that long ago, in 2017. We moved here in 2012. And so we were out here, Station at Scott, and, um, you know, we, the wife was looking at job prospects, and I was looking to get out, and um, so we decided to stick around here. She finished up her school and uh, made some roots here. Nice. So, so her, jo- her job brought you here? No, my job my brought job, us here. Oh, Sorry, but gotcha. her job kind of kept us here. Oh, yeah. Okay, and we gotcha. thought, when you, when you have the military, they have an option, like, okay, you get one final move. You can, we'll pay for it to get you back home, wherever you joined up. And if you want to pay more, you can go somewhere else. Like pay the difference kind of thing. And I said, well, we should take this opportunity and move back to where you were from. Because she's from California. And so we'll just do that. And uh, no. Like, there was no real way for her to continue her job that she wanted to do out there. It's like, oh, we'll finish it here. And then and the cost of living and all that is so oh, insane. Yeah, yeah. And we love Belleville. I mean, it's it has uh, its quirks, obviously. But the community that kind of forms down here and the festivals to do, it, it's a lot to do in Belleville. So we're excited about living around here. Great. And so, what, what did, was you always interested in beer, or is that something that you just like? You know what? I maybe I'd like to try this. Well, um, I, I, mean, I could, at some point, everyone gets bitten by the craft beer bug, right? Yeah. You're, you're sitting at a bar and you get something that is not standard or whatever option. You go, holy crap! Like this is a thing. Like you can get beer that tastes like this. And um, so I do that all the time. My jam was Line and Kugels when we were overseas. So that was one of the things we can get and. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it now because it's kind of sweet tasting to me compared to other stuff. But it's just one of those things that kind of drove me. Like I, I want to make this sort of stuff too. And when we moved back here, a long-term dream was mine was to have draft beer in my house. I wanted to have my own tap, you know, kickerator, pulling beers, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't want to have a keg of Bud Light sitting in there and just me and my wife trying to drink it for three, four months. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when homebrewers make beer, they make about five gallons at a time. So that's kind of what started it all. Gotcha. What's your what's your favorite kind of beer there, Rustin? You're kind of a beer snob. Um, well, hazy IPAs really are my my jam. And then lately here in the last couple of years, it's just been sours, which is weird because that's almost like on the other side of the spectrum. You go from hoppy IPAs to, you know, like Warhead style sours with make your mouth pucker. So I don't know. It's and that's, you know, like, I just got their uh, Goza tonight. It's really good. And I, I always love Goza's because, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, the, the salt that's in 
goes is. Yep. Just it calms down, you know, your taste buds, and you're just like, man, this is, it's it's almost like refreshing because even like Gatorade's full of salt. Yeah. And people don't realize that, you know. But it, it just it makes you it's just a refreshing drink. So I mean, well, it, it's got what plants crave. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna get me on movie quotes. Once you get me going, I'm not gonna be able to stop. So, but yeah, don't be doing all that. That's bad radio. <laughs> no, I don't care. Well, what about you? Care? What are you into for beer? What's your go-to? You know what? I, I gotta admit this. Sitting here with you guys off air, okay, and you're both. Air Force veterans and talking about airplanes and all kinds of shit, and then talking about beer. And I, I don't drink beer. I don't drink yeah. at all. I've never found a beer that I liked. Okay. So I guess that's just why. And then it's really, I mean, when I was married and stuff, you know, she liked to drink and stuff more. So I just, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just be DD all the time. It's fine. You know, sure. I, I didn't mind. And, and then, um, you know, and then after that, you know, being involved with the radio station stuff, I, I was always traveling by myself. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to drink when I'm going here and there. And plus, oh, sure. you know, and, I, and I, a lot of times I'm leaving shows and stuff at two o'clock in the morning and everything else. It's just, it's, it's just, it's not worth it. so I just haven't, I haven't really even grasped the taste for alcohol that much. I mean, I did when I was younger because, you know, just goofing, but long term, I just, I could do without it now. I'm a food junkie. We can talk food all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's just, I'm food and music, and that's, you know, pretty much it. You know, that's my life. Would you believe, like, 15, 16 years ago, I didn't drink beer at all? I believe it. I was I was an alcohol guy. So, yeah, I didn't like beer either. And I think the first beer that really turned turned me, I guess you could say, was uh, I was in Oklahoma City, and they had a, a banana clove Hefeweizen. And I guess just the banana was enough to get me over the edge. And then from then on, it was, uh, uh, weirdly enough, Bud Light Lime, which a lot of people that drink Bud Light yeah, don't. I, I didn't like mind that if I Lime. had it every once, you know, once in a while. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll have one of those. And it wasn't terrible, especially if it's ice cold. Oh, sure. You know, but it always helps. Kills yeah. off your taste, but there's a good, a good mowing beer. Yeah. <laughs> and when I, was, when I was playing in bands and stuff when I was younger, it, it always kind of... Uh, it helped when we were performing, and I, I would drink. When wanted to take the edge off too, it, would, it clears the throat pretty well, and sure. and things like that. Just the bubbles and all that stuff. So yeah, I didn't mind. So yeah, that's it, man. I don't I don't really drink. I wish I would drink more yeah. <laughs> sometimes, but I'm good without it. You know, it is what it is. Man. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, so uh, I know talking to you before that uh, you have been a musician or still are. Yeah, I mean, I guess you never stop being a musician. Um, but, yeah, I was in a band back when I was, you know, high school through college age. Basically from, I probably knew these guys from 14 through 26 years old. And I was playing with the same core guys the entire time. Um, were we a big band? No. Do we have a lot of fun? Heck yes. Yeah. Um, and we're just down in the Oklahoma City area. That's where I was living at the time. And uh, since then, it's been a lot of other stuff. So I've read, I've never joined a band since then. That was my the last one I was in, and that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, it's, it's still fun to play, but I don't. Play what did you play? I played rhythm guitar. Gotcha. I never got the whole lead thing. I just never got there. I picked up fingerstyle guitar. I could do that. Um, played mandolin, played other instruments like that, but I never got the 
the the scales down in my head well enough to make it flow. Yeah. And so we had an awesome guitar player with us uh, the whole time that he specialized in blues licks, and he was just he just ripped one out from nowhere. Has played again. I don't know what I played. It's <laughs> <laughs> always just fresh off of whatever. Well, I, I get it, man. It, it's it's definitely. Uh, and I tried to I tried to preach this to my kids a little bit, like you know what, just one of my kids are like just do it you know and and have fun with it and later on in life you look back on it like that was fun that was cool but, yeah I don't know my kids are weird it grows a lot of different skills you know playing music so it yeah. is about what your spin is yeah well, I mean my son was uh, fen- oh, I don't want to say phenomenal I mean to me he's phenomenal like look at my listen to my kid play but um, you know he, he can play the saxophone pretty well oh, nice and you know enough to be in a band or something like that you know and yeah. just to, just to jam or whatever and he just never did it because I was he's like oh I love playing because he he was in um, he was in jazz band and, and uh, junior high and in the like beginning of high school and and I so I started showing like he's like oh I don't know what, what kind of music I'm like I introduced him to ska and I'm like hey. you know here check out the urge check out MU three thirty you know different bands like that mustard plug and you know and so on and so forth and and uh, he was just like wow I didn't know there was music like this and I'm like yeah, yeah. and then I almost had him hooked but it is what it is man it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> What are you? What are you trying to get your kids to do? Are they going to do anything? Well, I know, you know they play I, soccer. Yeah, right? yeah, they play soccer. Thankfully, they picked up one sport. You know, I played baseball, basketball. Um, you know, I was hoping you know they'd at least pick up a sport. You know, it, you know, keep them involved, get them off their video games. Um, I guess I have a video game to thank for them getting into soccer. They played a heck of a lot of FIFA. They were all into the World Cup. So, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, my youngest doesn't really have any interest in music yet. Uh, my oldest, uh, I tried to, you know, not really shove, but kind of gently push into, like, hey, man, you need to do something. You're not in choir. You're not in any other extracurricular activities you're not in sports at the time um once you try band you know because i mean those those years of my life were some of the i have some of the best memories and i still have all my friends from you know i was a huge band nerd so marching band uh you know i played trumpet i started out on trumpet so i was like well i know how to play it so um here's you know get on me trumpet he played for like three years and just he the passion wasn't there and you know that's something as a father that i'm trying to figure out because you know my my parents never really pushed me you you, you see all these sports where these where these fathers and mothers are like pushing their children into something kind of trying to vicariously live through them i never really had that um i just thoroughly enjoyed them music was one of the things that was it, it was in my life the whole time um so you know playing music on trumpet and i went from trumpet to baritone and tried the trombone couldn't figure out the whole slide thing went back to valved instrument a tuba and you know then when i joined the air force i was in the band in the air force and you know by that time i was sick of it i was just like man i'm in the military i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> um i mean because basically when i was in technical training it took up all my free time and of course at that time you know i didn't i didn't get much of a college experience so that was 
me sowing my oats, I guess, at 21. Like, oh, man, I get get to hang out, drink beer, and go hang out with my friends, go to school in the morning, and then have the rest of the day to do whatever I want. So, yeah, band kind of cut off there. So, but, yeah, I mean, I picked up a guitar, um, you know, out of sheer boredom when I was in college and taught myself how to play tabs. And, you know, I can... I can put together something where you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that song is. But to, like, play a full song or, like, yeah. you know, read music, nah, I don't, I don't know how to yeah, do Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know chords now, and that's why yeah. I just strum. I'm just a strummer. <laughs> <laughs> I can play a few, but it's fun. Um, let's take a one-songer, and we'll come back, and then we'll we'll really dig in. Is that cool? Yeah. Is that cool with all you? Okay. Um, like I said, uh, these guys are going to be playing uh, the Radke Show along with Bruiser Queen and uh, the Mini Color Death, and uh, this is Fight Back Mountain, and uh, this is Vanilla or Lavender Sky, Vanilla Sky. Oh, no. I'm thinking of all the movies now. Um, yeah, Lavender Sky, this is Fight Back Mountain. It's on Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. You're goddamn right. Beyond FM.
And all I can do is sigh Lost among the messiahs Waiting for a lavender sky A stab in the night And I'm not coming to Make this decision And it's all my own Met the engagement Chose to ignore it Voices calling Through the static of strength In the night And I'm not coming to Make this decision And it's all my own Met the engagement Chose to ignore it Voices calling through the static. It is the best of everything STL Beyond FM and Five Bag Mountain in the Lavender Sky. Thank you for tuning in, hanging out, and all that good stuff. Just a reminder, if you're checking this out, uh, maybe this episode on Spotify or something like that, we do have a a 24-hour-a-day radio station. It is called Beyond FM 24-7, and it is uh, we have an app for it, and it's free to download for iOS and Android. And uh, also, uh, you can check out our website. Uh, You can listen there as well, Beyond FM. 24-7.com and uh, that's what we do um, and, and Mike has downloaded the app correct oh yeah yeah he, that was, that's one of the first things I did yeah yeah um, I, I'm just interested uh, just to ask because uh, I know like like the, like me and Rustin you, you love music and and were you somewhat surprised uh, the talent that's in St. Louis I mean, St. Louis is a huge town, so you got to expect there's going to be a good quality bands out there, right? Good sounding music. That being said, what I'm hearing on the station you guys have has just blown me away. Just the, the sheer variety and the sound quality and the musicianship that people have going on. It's, you know, it's next level stuff out here. And it's, it seems to be, I want to say unending, but it's a large amount of it out here. Like bands I've never heard of, they're just like, "Why are you on the radio? Why aren't you on normal radio? Like, why aren't you mainstream?" Yeah, because this is just like this is badass stuff. Um, and it's, and that's why I got so attracted to helping out with you guys. I want to hook up because if you're doing this, you're supporting this sort of community. I want to be involved with that. You know what? What is? Um, can you point out some of the artists that that really caught your ear? Well, no, because I don't always hear who the band is. <laughs> You're like, that's good, but I don't, I don't know. Who's yeah, that? I mean, it, yeah. it really just covers the whole gambit. Everything from, you know, you're hearing some jazzy riffs on one stage, like one time, and then you're hearing heavy rock the next section, or whatever it might be that we're listening to. And I, whenever I've played it, I've literally never skipped a song. I've never had to go, nah, that's not for me. You know, every every single time across all the genres, like, this is pretty damn shit. This is good stuff. Yeah. So... No, I'm just surprised by, again, like the quality of all this stuff. And again, I don't have the history here to know all the bands. And I'm getting old now, so I'm going to, to too many concerts <laughs> um, in my mid-40s. So, um, oh, you're I, a kid. I know. You're a kid. <laughs> a little whippersnapper. I get that from him, too. Don't worry. <laughs> I can't go out in my mid-40s. Man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a grandpa, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't I'm a young saying. grandpa. But no I'm, excuse. I'm a grandpa. No excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm constantly hitting this guy up like, who the hell is this band? You know, like, you know, are they even around anymore? Or, you know, 
sometimes they've moved away or they're you know they broke up and now a member or two members are in a different band so i'm constantly learning too like you know the first time i caught the station you know i was sitting there i'm like same same as you like holy cow man how is this stuff like how do i not know about this but that's probably my own fault because i get stuck in my little 90s alternative rock hole of you know everything every streaming service that i listen to i just you know sirius or spotify or apple music you know i find myself listening to the same bands over and over again and now it's like it's totally different to where like you know now you know you get listening this like man okay let's go check these dudes out on social media yeah. see where they're playing and then you go to the the venue and it's just regular dudes like you and me. You go chat and have a couple beers with them, whatever. You become friends with them. Now you go to the next show and the next show, and then you meet the bands that they're on the bill with. It's just, it's absolutely insane. I'm, uh, I love being a part of it, and I love hearing stories like yours where, you know, it reminds me of myself where it's just like, holy cow, man. I mean, it's yeah. just, you're exactly right. The, the variety here is insane. There's something for everybody. And it's all quality, too. It's not oh, like- yeah. I yeah. mean, when I was listening to all the you know, songs playing out there, every single one, I'm like, again, why, this sounds commercial quality. And this is probably somebody's in their basement recording this, you know, yeah. stuff. It doesn't matter. They're turning out quality stuff. And then you're confused on, well, why don't hear it on the big guys? Why aren't the big guys playing it? And we all know why. Yeah. You know, it's just not the money and local music to, to plug them in. They're just doing the big stuff they all listen to play. Yeah, well, I mean, the, we the latest were, song does we were somehow talking. a hit as soon as it drops. Yeah. He has a new hit song. Like, is it a hit? I haven't even heard it yet. And all of a sudden, it's a hit. Yeah. You know, telling, they're giving you what you want to hear, right? what they want you to hear versus yeah. what you could hear. Because there's a, there's a corporation that has a lot of money to tell oh, you yeah, that exactly. it's a big hit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's what we try to do, too, is, you know, obviously, once we start getting some revenue and we, we can we can go fishing for the big guys. But, you know, well, I, sure. you know, my whole thing is just trying to bring touring bands or bands with a big name here in town and then just throwing our locals on there with them because that's something i enjoy as a fan you know Mm -hmm. you're there for that band everybody knows that but who the heck are these openers you know and like generate some new fans right there oh yeah for sure and and we've already seen that happen before at a couple of our shows so it's great yeah um i know i'm still even as deep as i am in the past three years i'm still finding new artists like just on on Bandcamp, like they just recorded a you know a four song ep and they don't plan on doing anything with it or whatever but there's a song on there and i'm like man this is this is this is fit just fine on my radio station mm-hmm. you know and it and i don't want i didn't when i first started I, like somebody was just like oh you need to do you know if you're gonna do it do it all rock or do it all rap or something no. i'm like no i was like i want and I really started just to dig in and I just wanted the whole thing just to be a vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and, and where it's like, yeah, I don't particularly love, you know, somebody may be like, I don't particularly love hip hop, but that was okay song. And I know the next song that's coming up is going to be a rock song or, yeah, or I'm, just, maybe I'm in the punk a little bit and it'll be a punk song, you know? And so it's three to five minutes of your life. Just hold it. Just coast. Yeah. You know? This coast and another awesome songs can help behind it. You probably will like so. Yeah, definitely. So no, no I, I appreciate you know when we met before and then you said you enjoyed it and I and I appreciate it because it is. I mean, granted, I'm using other people's art, but I am also making my own art form to to display it for everyone to hear, which I picture it as a kind of like a um, art gallery uh, per se. Like if you're having an art show and you, you have a gallery up and somebody comes and looks at all your paintings, well, you want it to be displayed in a, in a 
good manner or where somebody would either buy it or just enjoy it in general. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I make it all pretty and stuff. And there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Russin, you got anything before I ask? Or you, what? Are you, what? <laughs> before I ask what? ask what? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's why I, so, uh, I guess we could dig in to Mike and be like, uh, what are... What are some of your favorite bands? Like, what do you, you know? What do you enjoy listening to? We can tell he likes like, '90s. Well, I mean, but I'm who does I'm of a certain age. Yeah, right. You know, the glory days of the '90s or it was oh, high school man, days. Just, Listen, you're, you're obviously too old. Well, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. The '90s and the '50s, the best music era. It ever. was revolutionary if you think about where it was going from classic rock into hair metal and all that, and then the '90s was complete f you to what was going on at the time. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a total switch of, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing this. And it was a complete shocker. And that's what, you know, people my age were like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, rock out these grunge songs, these really hard-hitting songs of just rebellion. And not like Motley Crue Rebellion. Yeah. Not like Girls Dancing on Cars Rebellion. No, like, really, I'm going to kick this speaker over and I'm going to tear this whole place up. Or uh, akin to, like, Jimi Hendrix lying his guitar on fire, making a huge statement type music. That's my viewpoint, at least. Maybe I should have made the comparison, but I just did. Well, I, and, I, and I think it was it, it opened it. What I really enjoyed was that it uh, opened the doors to you know multi genres and and blending things together and oh, sure. and things like that. And that's what I really I enjoyed the fusion bands and and things like that that just like nonstop like and and. You guys remember it too. It's like every week it was like some new band you never heard of. And it was you're like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? And where yeah. did this come from? And where did this come from? And There's a whole age of new discovery of way different stuff. I and mean, when Dave Matthews band hit the stage, it was like, where did this guy come from? No one sounds like this anywhere. Yeah. He just started a whole new genre. And then all of a sudden, every college student sitting with a guitar thinking he's Dave Matthews mm-hmm. trying to play the same tunes. Yeah, it was like. Um, it was a trend not to sound like anybody else yeah, at the time. Yeah, much. Until it became, you know, okay, now we know what everybody likes because, you know, we signed everybody who sounded different, and now here's a second generation of, <laughs> you know, what that was. But it was still some good music came out of that, too. But. Yeah, and unfortunately, probably, I'd say around, what, 96, 97-ish, everybody started getting tired of the... The same old angst. grunge and angst and and sad songs and then then new metal happened yeah and then that well, changed everything. To get back to your main question, who like a band I'm a fan of, and it's probably it's you know I'm sure it's be very basic, but Weezer. I've been a fan since the beginning, and so I'm that ride or die Weezer fan. Mm-hmm. And every album that comes out, it's different and they're changing, and I get it. It's not the blue album anymore. It definitely ain't Pinkerton anymore, but. You gotta respect what they're giving you, and it's it's always got that flavor of Weezer. So even though they, as he's progressed and gotten older and older and changed and changed, it still has an essence of the original band, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I That's mean, you me. can't be a real artist without progressing forward. You can't release the same album, same song every time, right? Unless you're disturbed <laughs> or got smacked. <laughs> yeah, could be. Or, uh, well, I mean, I'll even pick on them, and I love them so much. But even, you know, the, and then I know it's more, I mean, maybe more record company based, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers is, is, a, is a one, too. I mean, if you listen to their songs that aren't released on the radio, mm-hmm. they're still fantastic, and they're, and they're innovative and stuff like that. But 
they always got to have two or three, you know, singles that they make for whatever, and it sounded like the last singles they had on the other albums. Yeah. So, yeah. look at that flavor of the chili in there. Yeah, <laughs> and every song's about California. A little uh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> know your bass. <laughs> um. So I'm now that now I'm off track again, and I'm tra- yeah, I had a question, and then you guys question, 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 question. derailed you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you should have just question. asked your question. I should have yeah. just asked my question. <laughs> um, what are your what? Okay, so I mean, you guys can kind of compare it, and and you know, you guys are communists because you didn't. You said you guys didn't really like Provel cheese as much as <laughs> I did. But what are some of your favorite things besides food? Mm. What are some of your things favorite things about St. Louis? Well, obviously, I'm big on the beer culture. Yes. That's, that's my thing, right? So the sheer amount of breweries in here, and not just the amount, like quality breweries, is really awesome. I mean, there, there's always some duds, and I'm not going to say who I think is a dud, who isn't a dud, but there's some that you just don't really like. You know, they put out some stuff that's like, oh, I, I, I guess anybody can make beer. But then, but most of the places you go to are making fantastic stuff. They're making unique stuff. And beyond that, their, their actual location it's a, a vibe on its own. It's an expression of their own self at their tap room and, and what they, at least at the time they started, who they were. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Um, I love how inclusive it is for the, for the community, at least here for the beer community, and how they're always trying to win, win, help each other out. Newberries pop up. It's not a competition. I mean, obviously, I'm no competition for Schlafly. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little piano, I mean, nobody guy. But even breweries my own size are nearby. They've, they've reached out and said, hey, can we help you do something? You know, setting up equipment or, or whatever it might be. So it's very welcoming in that sense for the beer community. Yeah, yeah I've noticed that too. That, and they're very open-minded to like, hey, you want to, you know, uh, maybe collaborate on something. You know, if you yeah. if you come up with something, maybe we can help you with it. Or we have a certain agreement. We, we think would be good in yours let's try it out or you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah because i've i've dealt with um you know some of the ownership at four hands i've dealt with some of the uh, ownership at uh, urban chestnut and they've been fantastic and like you said shaftley is, is great and, and i'm not just talking because i'm not i'm not i'm coming at it like i don't i don't drink their beers but right. i mean they're just good people and they seem to be involved in the community and helping out and and things like that. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm getting distracted. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I would walk 500 uh, miles. Boy. <laughs> this song. Yeah. It never goes into details. Like, is that 500 miles and a stretch? Like, right, right now? Like, that's what we're doing. We're going to walk till we have 500. Yeah. Or we're taking breaks. Yeah. Is this going to be a couple-day process? Would there be snacks involved? Snacks? <laughs> well, I think there's some dancing in there because they Something. got the little yodeling part in there. Oh, that's so. true. And where uh-huh. and where is he going? I mean, what's worth? I mean, door. besides to her, Oklahoma, well, where does she live? Is, is that's some well, woman to walk five hundred miles? Yeah, at least, or it could <laughs> be, but it could be, be a thousand woman. miles. Oh, because he would walk five hundred more. Oh, yeah. necessary, man. Because he, he could walk, walk in a circle. Yeah, he's oh. walked five hundred miles in a circle. I was going to circle your block for five hundred miles before you paid attention to me, and that's a little stalkerish. <laughs> now we've made it dark. <laughs> Still not as bad as the crash test dummies. Did you, know, you like? Oh. Did you like them? Like mm-hmm, that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I mean, as a as a young teenager, you know, you're like, oh, this song's pretty catchy. <laughs> you know, you fast forward a few years as an adult, and you're like, this is freaking creepy, man. Like, and we ate it up. Hey, it's all about equality in the eyes of society. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Excuse me. Oh. All right, let's take. Let me let me catch my breath. Take a break, and I'm going to think of some good stuff next. Okay, okay. and we're going to listen to we're going to listen to something that we haven't heard in a while. And this is Blackwater '64. Hopefully, they'll they'll do something soon too because I really love this song. Do you know who I'm talking about? You ever heard of them? Nope. Blackwater '64. Look it up. They're still kind of they're still kind of out there. But um, last time I seen them was at the Ink Spot Block Party, and hopefully that'll be a, they'll be doing that again this year. Hopefully, because that's that's a hoot. You've never been to one of those. so I'm all about block parties. Yes. Well, this is like a couple thousand people. It's not. It's more than a block now, but it used to be a block party. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be back in, in one song. This is Blackwater 64 and 46 and counting on Beyond FM. of everything STL beyond FM Blackwater 64 and 46 and counting and uh, hanging out over here at uh, Shoehorn Brewing uh, 225 East Main in Belleville 
and that's where we're at. And uh, uh, you had you've been open for almost a month. Yeah, almost yeah. a month. How about how are things going? As with any new business, more is better. Uh, we got up on the 23rd, and right around the holidays, we had a lot of people from, I'm assuming, out of town. A lot, much younger crowd you know, in town for the holidays, going back to college sort of thing. So it was great at first. You thought, oh, this is awesome. This would be such good times. And then uh, after New Year's, at least on like, most weekdays. So um, we're doing all right. You know, I think a lot of people need to know we're here and come out. Because I'm not hearing any complaints about the beer. It's not that. I think you yeah. people need to know. Here's where we're at. And oh, by the way, we are open on a Monday and a Tuesday in Belleville. That is a thing. So we're open seven days a week. You can always come down and find us. That's good to know because, and like you said, and also, I, and you mentioned something off here that, that Facebook had your hours wrong or something like that for Sundays. Yeah, I don't know if I did that or someone suggested an hour change or something, but it's like, <laughs> oh, you close at 5 o'clock. I'm like, not on the Saturdays. We're open like 10 o'clock at night Saturday. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that had an impact or not, but. No, I think with your location and stuff, and in, in, in the springtime traffic, you know, street traffic and stuff, I think you're going to be, oh yeah, booming. I'm looking forward to um, St. Patrick's Day Festival. It is a you're talking about a block party. Yeah, we're um, talking about block parties offline. <laughs> it is a massive, massive, massive party. I mean, it's going to be insane. Yeah, I've never been over here for St. Patrick's Day. I've always like you I mean, know, I've seen pictures, Dogtown and stuff like that, but not, not last year because I guess it really rained. It was really pretty bad, but. On the good weather day, like the year or two before that, it was just packed. Like the street, was, you cannot walk without hitting somebody. You're packed in there. It's insane looking. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, people get to know we're down here. Um, yeah. It's going to be great times. That is awesome. Oh, hopefully. Uh, and then that's next weekend, I think, too. The onesie pub onesie crawl. crawl. Yeah. Wait, so. Technically not a part of that. We weren't open when they decided to plan that whole thing out. So. But hey, drop on in. You're oh, yeah, right those, are, those are always good There's times. No rules. Just walk on in. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I know it's early in, in you know in, in development stages of, of you just being here. Um, but um, we, I think we talked about it before of maybe expanding this later on. You know, in the in the building sometime. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, I, I doubt it. In the front, for those of you that don't know, we have a homebrew store down the hall, homebrew, mm-hmm. and they take up the first about third of the building. And um, no, we're going to try to keep that going as long as possible. You know, it's, we're the only, mm-hmm. we, sorry, he is a different guy who runs that place, um, is the only homebrew store on this side of the river for a good distance. So you can go down to, drive down to Carbondale, or you're driving over to. Fenton or Chesterfield to get your ingredients. So it's it's a long drive for anyone on this side of the river to get other stuff from uh, their brick and mortar. So cool. I personally don't want to go away. I want to stay here as long cool. as possible. All right. Yeah, I was just wondering because I, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I wasn't sure exactly the, the whole scenario. I mean, if somebody walks in and says, I want to rent your whole building, and we're going to pay you $5,000, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's find a space. <laughs> we'll push things aside. We will make it special for you. Yeah. So we're very flexible on that, but um, but for day to day, no, it's probably going to be there for a while. So your beer choices, what is, what is your favorite from your brewery currently? Currently, okay. Um, you know, I'm kind of hard pressed. We just put two more beers on tap. We put a Dortmunder and an Irish Extra Stout on tap, and I was trying to see the Irish in like small samples. Like, oh, this is really. Really, kind of, you know, it hits you with all this chocolate and all this mm-hmm. roast and all this, you know, what I consider a good beer. But then it's like, well, I'm not sure if I'm gonna really like this. But then I drink a full glass of it. It's like, I, this is damn good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. So that one's a pretty good favorite of mine. Uh, the blonde 
Uh, so the Pale Horse is another fan of mine. Um, it's a pale blonde with Eldorado hops. It's very clean. It's got a little bit of floralness to it. Um, I'm all over the map with what I'd like to drink, but that's currently my two faves way on tap. Gotcha. And do you have, I mean, can you mention any things that, you, that you're planning on the future as far as some batches or oh, anything man, like I that? can geek out all day. I'll ride that train. All right. Well, <laughs> so currently, so we have a, a seven barrel system for those of you at home, the barrel being 31 gallons. And we have a mix of uh, smaller batches and bigger batches of beer. And we do a lot of smaller batches, three and a half barrels. So we're going to fill up our 20 taps eventually. Currently in tank, we have a uh, cherry sour. We have a sesame strength pale ale hazy. We have a double IPA. We have a Hellas. We have uh, a Flanders Red that's going to be sitting in there for three to six months, the long-term Sour Each program uh, beer. And then beyond that, this weekend, we're brewing a Schwartz beer tomorrow. It's like a dark lager. We're brewing a Irish Red this coming weekend also. I think Saturday or Sunday we're brewing that beer. And then beyond that, we have a barrel-age program we're doing with Venue on Main. It's at the 300 block of West Main. Uh, they're providing a Stumpy's Barrel to us, so we're brewing a strong version of one of our other beers we currently have on tap, and we're putting it in there. So it's going to, after it ferments, we'll age it in this bourbon barrel for however long it needs to go before it tastes right. And then on top of all that, we are still making um, some apple vine, because we're also a winery, so we're making some uh, strong cider, essentially like 10% cider. And then we're also going to be making some session strength mead. So it's like a six, five, six percent mead, think of it like a mead seltzer kind of thing. Nice. So we're all over the map. Beyond that, we are making uh, hard kombucha. So we've been having fruity kombuchas coming down the line too. So many things, and that's just like wiping right off the top of my head. And that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's a lot off the top of your head, man. <laughs> that's, well, that's like the next month. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, as long as people are coming out and drinking the beer, then we can put more stuff in. We're going to have more beers that go in behind that anticipating running out and filling up and filling up. We're almost out of our rye IPA we have on tap now and a couple other beers. Like 215, Kentucky Common, has run pretty low. But that's fine. When we run out, we run out. We'll put something behind it. Yeah, we'll make we'll drink all you want. We'll make yeah, more. That's right. We'll make something <laughs> different, too. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the beers you have on tap right now, was is that just what you guys come up with? You're like, ah, oh, I think people like that. Or was there was there an idea behind, okay, these are, he, these are the first ones I want out the gate? Yeah, so we don't have flagship beers. A lot of people think, of like Schlafly, they'll think of, oh, the Schlafly Pale Ale. That's their, you can get that anywhere. That's, they make it all the time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Stubborn Germans got Stubborn Fest. That's one of their flagship beers you get all year round. We don't have any of those. Um, being that we wanted to have variety, we wanted to have these 20 taps of beer, we purposely only select beers that are going to be in a, a certain grouping. So when you come in, you're not going to see five different IPAs. You're going to see a couple, maybe two, maybe three IPAs. And, and I don't mean like three double IPAs. It mean like a West Coast, a Hazy, something else. Something in that little range, but then that's it. You'll have two or three sours, you'll have two or three light beers, two or three lagers. That all adds up, and then you have a large variety of stuff coming in. Also, I've got to mention we're making an English Dark Mild. That's another thing coming up. So, And an English Bitter. Dang, all these beers. So we have, a, again, a large variety. And when we're sitting down talking about what do we want to make next, I literally sit down and make a chart of, okay, here's the beers we have. These are bitter, multi, whatever. These are how I would just grade them in. I said, well, we have two of these, three of these. We need something that fits in this category. And then either we look through, because we have three different brewers, so we look through our 10 years worth of independent recipe books and to find something we want to make, or we just make it something new. 
something that's going to fit that style and then or that category and then we brew it up oh, that's pretty neat so it's not like um like like you said shaftley where they'll have bottles to send out to stores and everything else you want something where people are going to come here and unless they look online or something it's going it may be completely different if you wait six months oh yeah and, six months it will yeah. not be the same whatsoever ideally every month you come in there will be new beer there may be some of the old stuff. I mean, obviously, yeah. you're not going to be able to run through all of it. And you find your favorites, and you're like, okay, that sells. I'm going to keep, you know, keep making that, actually. But no, I mean, like, you come in, and there will be a new beer on tap, and your favorite one may be on. Wow. I mean, that, that's and that's the bricks. I mean, maybe yeah. we'll make it again later if it's like a super hot seller, and we get enough people saying, hey, you got to remake that, got to make that again. And I hear that enough times, you're far enough up in my butt about it, and I, we might actually do it again. <laughs> But we have so many other styles we want to make that we're not trying to say, no, we're going to hold on to these. we got to save space for this. Like, Do we? Do we have to save space for that? We can make another, you know, another log, another American Pilsner that's a little bit different. That's, you know, maybe better, maybe worse, whatever. We can make something different, though, to fit that slot. We don't have to be limited to what we've done before. That's pretty neat. I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about breweries, so I don't know if, anybody, if anybody's ever done that where it's just... You're going to show up and you better enjoy it now because you... Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. I have someone come in. When, you know, the internet's a good place for that. If you get some buzz and people, you know, there's... You know, I was talking to Mike about uh, beer... I, can, I guess I can say a beer snob page in St. Louis. And that's, you know, basically, you know, there's actually been a few people that have checked in here, you know, with their flights and... You know, giving their opinion on all these beers and everything and telling everybody to come over here and check it out because, you know, there are a few little small breweries over here that, you know, have done pretty well for themselves. And, you know, they get enough buzz to where the St. Louis people come over here for them. And then, you know, much like any beer enthusiast, when you find a place that's, I don't want to say Belleville's in the middle of nowhere, but to somebody from St. Louis, it probably is. But, like, you you make a day trip out of it. You hit one brewery, you go to the next one that's, you know, 15, 20 minutes away, and then you hit another one. They, they actually have beer trails over here and, and, and tours and, you know. So oh, yeah. and, I, and I saw you just got added to one. Yeah, we're on the Southern Illinois Beer Trail, and uh, we're literally... Between breweries, we, we kind of filled the gap. I mean, the 424 was kind of there, but they've since uh, not really active. Uh, we kind of filled that gap. So you can go 10 minutes north, 10 minutes south, or 15 minutes north, 15 minutes south, and you're going to be another brewery. So if you're looking to day trip it, and like I said, I'm going to hit a whole bunch of breweries, you can go to, if you want to start up north, you can start off at Recess. You can go down to Old Herald in Collinsville. Mm-hmm. You can go on down to Peel and O'Fallon. You can come here to us, at Shoehorn and Belleville. You can go on down to Mill Pond, down in Millstadt. You can keep on going down that road, and you'll end up in Waterloo area. That's a little bit, a little bit further, but you're down in Waterloo, and you have two breweries there. you got Stubborn German and Hopskeller. You want to keep on going down to Redbud, go ahead. There's Leaf of Brown down there. You can cut over to Sparta, hit them up. I mean, it, it just keeps going and going. you got all day. Just, and again, 10, 15 miles. Get some buddies. Rent a bus. Yeah. Come on, man. There's there's beer tours. I know Brew Hop SCL does stuff with us and other breweries, but I mean, you can get a bus together. We, I know homebrew clubs do it all the time. They'll rent a bus, they'll put like 15, 20 people on there, and they'll go boozing all day. That's a lot of fun. Well, it is a good time. Sounds fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always a good time. Maybe we, should, you don't maybe have to we drive. should just do our own and have a, just rent a Beyond FM bus and you take totally people. Are we going we gonna to have Patrick drive? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I trust his driving. Is he, he going to do the, the Chris Farley? 
the bus driver. And, See, I told you, don't get me on movie references. I'll go all day. <laughs> so let's remind everybody what exactly are your hours. Our hours, we are open currently uh, 5 to 9, Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday, we're open 5 to 10, Saturday noon to 10, and Sunday noon to 9. We are in the midst of hiring a few people. We're going to be trying to push our Fridays into an earlier time slot, maybe more like noon or 3 o'clock. And so we're trying to expand the hours on the busy days. And, you know, I know people get off work down here. I mean, they yeah. want to come hang out, get a beer, but they don't want to wait till 5 o'clock. Um, the only reason we're doing that is I got a day job. So yeah. <laughs> I got to get here after my job. Uh, it takes a bit of time. Oh, I don't blame you. And, and, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. Thank and you. I, and, I th- and I think you're going to do well here. Um, just, I mean, just with the street traffic in general, when, you know, like I said, in springtime and stuff, it's just going to be amazing here, I think. Mm-hmm. And we do look forward to uh, hopefully, you know, working together and bringing some events down here and bringing some, you know, oh, original yeah. bands in. And, you know, they go. They're doing a the whole music row thing down here. Get you guys hooked into that. I mean, all the bars and restaurants down here do live music. Yeah. Do, so. Is that Why is not? that something you plan on getting into? I mean, I know you're. Well, you know, so obviously, you guys just open. Yeah, with Kevin Bab, we are. This is our first foray into live music here, and a big chunk of that is: will this building do it? And I don't mean like capacity wise. I mean, we've got to frame that capacity for yeah. sound, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. we do have a lot of wood flooring. We have exposed wood um, flooring our trusses above us, and some drywall. But outside of that, we have a whole lot of brick, a whole lot of concrete, <laughs> a whole lot of center block. And um, it's not the quietest place. It's, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. You're not in an echo chamber or anything in here. But yeah. it is not drop a pin quiet. And um, without putting in sound deadening panels, let's just see where we're at. Yeah. We a very small space. Can be people like one or two people could probably play here at a time. Yeah. And it's not even like a, a three-piece band. I don't think we could get a three-piece band in here. Unless that three-piece is like... I don't know, two guitars and a violinist. I mean, yeah, and I just, for it. me personally, when I go to a brewery or, you know, a, a tap house, you know, you don't, you don't want a full band because you're there just, you know, drink beer and socialize. And sometimes that can be a little overwhelming if you've got a full band. Totally. And that's, and that's what we're about here. We're about trying to build community and, and get your neighbors in here to talk to each other. That's, we purposely designed it for that. We, are, we have long beer hall style tables. And we have some bar seating, and we have this little nook in the corner. It looks like a little 1950s like living room set yeah. that people get to hang out in. That's pretty cool. We've got a little bit of drink grill space, but the mass majority, like 80% of the seats, 75% of the seats are, you're going to get up to close to the next somebody else, and you might as well say hi, yeah. which is great. Oh, because uh, I love it. We At the bar last night, we had three couples that didn't know each other, and they got talking about bourbon. I don't sell bourbon, but they're talking about bourbon and just mm-hmm. for a good solid hour, just talking back and forth along the bar, which is not the easiest thing to do either. Mm-hmm. Crane your neck one way or the other. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And that, to me, that's, they were, I think the only people that came in that night, but still I was like, this is perfect. This is what I wanted. I wanted people to come here, play some board games, hang out, have a good time, bring your kids, you know, have a laugh, have some food that you brought in and, uh, then dip out, you know, and then go on with the rest of your day. All the time, people come in and go, hey, look at this guy. I didn't know he was going to be here. And long-time old friends see each other. And it's a great meeting place. That The true thought of a, a pub, a pub house, is a place where people can come and interact. There's no TVs. They have a light amount of music. And that's, that's your distractions are board games. And you can talk to the bartender. <laughs> or talk to some other people around you. Well, I, I think it's a great, it would be a great place. One to either like say, hey, um, you know, 
this is going on in Belleville. Let's meet at Shoehorn, have a drink first before dinner, or maybe after dinner, or, sure. or, or what have you, and then you know just go do do some clowning after that. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're not your destination. We're yeah. part of the journey. Yeah. You know, we don't expect you to come here and hang out for four hours. I mean, you could, please do. Yeah. But um, I know that people are going to come in, have a couple beers, and go eat, or go see the movies down at Lincoln Theater, or, or whatever you're looking to do down here. Yeah, it's a great spot. I think definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll say it again. You know, Belleville's needed something like this. You know, you got you got plenty of places to drink around here, but they they've totally missed the mark on a huge faction of people that love craft beer. There's a lot of the places around here they they say they serve craft beer, but you know, beer snobs, you know, like myself, will be like, that's distro beer. That's not like real craft beer you know you want something that's from this area or or around here you know and you know there's only so many times you can drink a a blue moon or a you know uh uh, what's that uh uh, name escapes me now big brewer out of kansas city you know they boulevard Boulevard wheat you know like oh yeah that's that's not craft beer like we can get that at the grocery store, it's, you know. It's still crap beer. It's just you know widely accessible. Right. You tried it how many thousands of times, and that's the wrong with that. Maybe that's your jam. Get down with it. But you can always try something different. I mean, in our brewery, you we literally make it in like a nine hundred square feet area, and it's served. And you can see the fermenters where you sit. I can't hide them. They're, yeah. they're huge. <laughs> and it, so between where the beer is made and where it goes is like I don't know three feet. It goes out of the tank and goes into the cooler that the tank's bounded up behind and then served out of that to you. It is very, very intimate and close. So and you can't get much more local and close than that than he's literally right here. I was kicking up two batches of beer last night and people were watching me just do the thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that's awesome because for me, you know, I, I love the fact of, you know, you're always going to have people that don't know a whole lot about beer. You know, they're just, they... They know the names. They know, yeah. they don't know what style of beers they are. Sure. And, you know, going back to the question I asked you about, you know, was there any thought process behind the beers that you came out with at first? You know, I look, I look at your lineup now, and it's fairly accessible to anybody, you know. Like, you didn't come out straight out hard out of the gate with, like, really, really hoppy IPAs or heavy beers that... You've got beers there to where if you explain to people like, hey, do you like this type of beer or whatever? And, you know, a lager. That's an easy beer for everybody. Yeah, to drink. I mean, Stag, right? Yep. That's Belleville's native tongue right there. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, people people get down with Stag and they come in here expecting um, a Pilsner-type beer, American Pilsner. And we got that. That's, that's one of the first beers we made because we knew Belleville's going to like it. We made a whole big seven barrels of it. We still got like half of that left. And we're burning through it. And we still got so much of it left. Um, because that's what people around here like. So we do have a lot of that, right? But then last week or two weeks ago, people were hammering me out. I really wish you had a stout. I really want a stout. I don't think of Belleville as a stout town, but apparently it is. I, I think some people like it. The season, too, probably. It's the season, yeah. right? It's yeah. a seasonal type thing. So, But, yeah, I mean, we did first thing. Our first thoughts were about we need to have loggers on tap all the time because that's what people around here like, and I like them, too. Don't get me wrong. I like them, too. But then we need some other stuff for you know, the more adventurous drinkers, just to say. And that's that's the biggest roadblock to me a lot of breweries, too, is my wife's not a IPA drinker. She's not a sour drinker. Um, and, you know, she doesn't really 
she knows the names, but like she knows the beers that she likes. So it's like she tends to stay on the lighter side or on the sure. the half or white side or whatever. And when I want to go try a new brewery, obviously it's something that curtails more towards my taste. And then she's left in the dark because there's nothing for her to drink. And I, I think that she'll enjoy what you got going on here. So I can't wait to bring her here. Awesome. Yeah, we're not a, a specialist brewery. You know, some places they specialize in things. That's great. They make some fantastic stuff. But we wanted to have more variety than just we do sours, we do New Englands, we do whatever it might be. And that, I think it's great that there are, there are lager breweries because, oh, this is a lager brewery. They make lagers. Like, sure, but you, could, you can make up the stuff right next to it. It's not that hard. Just it's tear up the temperature. That's <laughs> something <laughs> in that one instead. But, I mean, that's just not what they want to focus on. I get it. You know, you know, and you know, you gotta you gotta brew the hype beers. You know, you gotta. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been we need to make another. We're gonna make a, a milkshake, New England, at some point uh, with passion orange and guava. So you're talking it's, my language it, now. With, you know, it's <laughs> lactose in it. It's you're gonna make a little, banana, a little vanilla in there. Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, but we're gonna get to that, and that's gonna be down the down the path a little bit. Trying to get some easier things warmed up. Make sure we understand 100 what we're doing here, <laughs> and then and rock it out. Well, I look forward to to watching you grow and seeing all the stuff that you come out with, and and uh, I do appreciate your time and your support, and uh, I look forward to us working together on some stuff. And oh yeah, I doubt this is the end. No, this is not the end, not at all. And uh, once again, to remind everybody, we will be uh, we're having a, a, a thrift shop party next Saturday, the twenty eighth of January, uh, just the, just at the next corner down uh, at Spaces in Belleville, and it's uh, five dollars to get in, and the best thrift shop outfit uh, wins some cash, and that's really courtesy of, of Shoehorn Brewing because they're sponsoring it, and that's going to be a good time, and we're going to have um, a little pre party over here at uh, Shoehorn Brewing, and. Uh, that's going to be from 7 to 9. Um, and you can even get here earlier than that if you really want. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. But pre-game feel free. In the pregame. You know, feel free to bring you, bring you a pizza or something like that and maybe sure. something from around here or whatever and, and enjoy some drinks and listen to music. And before the before we go all and dance it all off at the at spaces down the street, and it'll be a good time. And hopefully we see, we see we can make a lot more events out of that. Hopefully that one's a success as well, you know. And, well. Uh, We'll be scratching each other's back. A little three-way action. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Here I, I go. It's getting late for me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like this place, and I can't wait to see what you do with it. And um, I look forward to a future with you. Heck, yeah. I'm so glad you guys came out and were accepted me working with you. I think you guys are doing something oh. fantastic. Thanks and for I responding. For That's, it's yeah. all, you know. Well, but you're, I, took a, I took a jump. You know, well, coming to a new... And, and Grant, I didn't know you guys existed, but now that I know you do, and I know what you're doing, this is something that, again, I'm trying to build community here. You guys are trying to bring the music community into the spotlight. That only makes sense, man. Yeah. And uh, I do, I'll, and I'll say this too, um, I know that, uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly how it will work, but I know Pops may be interested in doing something with you too. You know, want to see about that? No, they want, yeah. I think something was mentioned about taking our beer up there. 
That's uh, that's always a little tricky when it comes to actually taking things out of this building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the distribution true. at that point. That's true. But you never but know. Hey. We make so, uh, that. That's all about the future. Yeah, it is. Yeah, nothing that we have to do tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, do you, uh, you guys plan on doing any crawlers or growlers anytime soon? We or? do that now. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, we do see. growlers. We do crowlers. We do can version of that. Yeah. We do glass growlers. Bring your own. We'll clean it. Please bring clean ones. Um, otherwise, I'll sell you one. Like five bucks. But they're just plain old glass growlers. But yeah, you can get them filled. Either the, the howler, the small 30 ounce size, or the growler, the 64 ounce size, will fill up with our beer. And um, yeah, eventually we'll get around to canning. We got a canner. We just got to find time to get all of our taps ready to go, and then we'll look at packaging something to go. Neat. Can't wait to see that. That's going to be yeah, cool. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let you get ready to go, even though you know it's, it's about closing time. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it is. Getting there. Yeah. Um, next week, well, let me peek real quick to see what we got next week. Just real quick, if I can remember. Oh, who do we have next week? What is the date? 26th. 26th. I, have, yeah. I don't have it in front of me. Yep, 26th. Yeah, 26th next Thursday. Um, well, I'll have, just have to send out a Facebook reminder. <laughs> because I don't, I don't remember who we have next week. But it's going to be fantastic either way. So tune in for that. Oh, uh, tomorrow I am interviewing uh, Shailen Rolf, who's going to be playing next Friday at uh, the Duck Room. So that'll be a good interview. And other than that, uh, don't forget, uh, every Monday night we have our, our sports talk show, uh, Hat Tricks with Patrick, with, uh, with Patrick Booz and uh, Doug Moore, and that's always fun, man. Those those guys know their St. Louis stuff. I'm still waiting for them to invite me on the show, because I like talking sports, too. So, Well, you know, I, I know a guy who could probably talk to him uh, about it. Okay. Or Patrick, you, if you're or listening. You, or you may know a guy who can talk to him about it. I think you're on. I think you're on the messenger messenger yeah. thing. Yeah, maybe you guys get together. Uh, that'd be an interesting show. I, I think he would love it. All right. So uh, yeah. So um, join us next week. I don't know who is, is going to be fantastic, and, and Rustin will be there. So if anything, yeah. I'll just interview Rustin the whole time. And nobody wants to hear me talk all night. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> you just got to. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. You got to be seductive. Like this. No. Okay. I'm out of here. Uh, it's getting too late for me, man. I've been up way too long. This is, uh, we're going to leave you with Common Jones if that's cool with everybody. And since we did kind of mention St. Louis food, uh, this is Red Hot Riplets and it's on Beyond FM.
like me If you think you wanna fight this Mama laid back the fact it was a white kid Blowing up in the place you run and fight this I'ma keep popping and locking no telling when I'm stopping Them you can never keep it head up you don't need them dropping I keep my enemies close I see they folding my shows I made a whole lot of friends I'll take the death with these hoes Here we go again Better lock your doors We're out of medicine We're not your next again Because we're better than Kill shot but you gotta let us in Gotta let us in Here we go again Better lock your doors We're out of medicine We're not your next again Because we're better than Kill shot but you gotta let us in You gotta let us in I'm picking like one, two, three To the best MC To the rhythm room Four to the D.U.B. You don't really wanna try And mix these words with me, man But if you do I hope you got a tight game plan It's a battle No American bandstand We spit fire Bow down to no man Man, I'm gonna come I'm gonna spit them hot spots Any other room